This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. My name is Mark Shields. I, I live in Washington, D.C. right now, but I'm actually a, a native of Chicago. So I listen to WAMU, but WBEZ is my home NPR affiliate. Mark Shields listens to a ton of NPR shows, including this one. But Mark's developed a routine with one show in particular. I have been known to spend an evening sipping a bottle of red wine and, and doing a Terry Gross interview in my bathtub. Terry Bear and I like to work some things out. <laughs> Clearly, Mark loves NPR. But there's one thing about public media that he hates. Oh my God, we are not listening. Seven straight days. Let's be honest, 10 straight days. It's called Pledge Week. I am owed a week and I get 10 days of like guilt. I'm Irish Catholic from Chicago. Like I understand guilt in a deep way. Mark admits you can only complain about pledge drives on NPR stations if you're actually a donor. If you're not giving, then you're just a crank. But if you're an actual donor, your complaining means more. And that is democracy. Trust Mark, give to your local station, and then complain all you want. You know, NPR's work and our work on this show right here, it relies on listener support. Listener support of member stations and communities all over the country. Support those stations and this show. Go to donate.npr.org slash Sam. Go donate right now, and if you use that link, they'll know that I sent you there. Okay, go ahead and uh, listen to this episode now without any guilt. Bobby, I think you're muted. Do you know that <laughs> <So> you're muted? <laughs> we have done this before. No, I've never I've never done it on my phone. Now I know I'm not muted. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I've been talking the whole okay, time, good. and I'm like, wow, no one wants to listen to me. Hey, y'all. This is Sam's Aunt Betty. This week, how the pandemic changed celebrity culture. All right, let's start the show. Hey, y'all. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders. This week, like last week, we are continuing to look back on the year in pop culture. This year, celebrities provided a much-needed distraction, for better or worse, from the pandemic and the election and the protests and everything else. And they gave us that gift of distraction in the form of bad videos and poorly conceived tributes and most of the time, a complete lack of common sense. And you know what? I found it enjoyable. It was funny and it gave us something to talk about. So this episode, we'll talk about that. And who better to talk about it with than the folks over at Who Weekly? Lindsay, Bobby, hello. How are y'all? Good. Fine. Good. Great. I'm great. I'm just going to call myself great. We all, we've been spending nine months saying, fine, I guess. I'm just going to call myself great. Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger co-host one of my favorite podcasts, Who Weekly. The easiest way to describe the show is to unpack the name Who Weekly, because we broke celebrities down into a binary of who's and them's. So who's are the celebrities who you see all the time on magazine covers, on headlines, on Twitter, and you just don't know why you know them or why you're supposed to know them. Whereas <laughs> the them's are the more A-lister, B-lister celebrities, you know, your 
your George Clooney's, your Will Smith's, your Rihanna's, that sort of thing. But there are just so many more who's. And who's are the category of celebrity who tend to make news more frequently. And there's always a new one around the corner. Yeah. You know, so our tagline that we open with is everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> you don't. People always ask, like, what that means. It means everything. It means exactly what you think it means. It's mm-hmm. everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't know. And the ones that you see everywhere and you have no clue. You know them, but you really and don't know And also celebrities, you know? the celebrities you don't need to know about. You don't technically need to know about <laughs> yeah, these yeah. We called up Bobby and Lindsay to talk about how celebrities, both whose and thems, how they've changed because of the coronavirus. And what's changed in the ways that we think about them. Maybe you recall that video back in March with Gal Gadot. She's singing John Lennon's Imagine with a bunch of other random famous people. No that might have been a turning point. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Yep, the pandemic threw everyone's game off, especially the celebrities. Living for today. That was incredible. It was just like a pure example of celebrities uh, just kind of like being unaware of what the rest of the world thinks and feels. And this has always been a case with celebrities and rich people in general, just like being out of touch. But, you know, there had been this buildup of kind of people loving the Zoom meetings of it all because they would see a little bit into their favorite famous person's life. So they would see their background. They would see nobody was set up for this stuff. So you would see like weird things in their houses and where are they and and where are they coming from? Where did they escape to, et cetera? And that was kind of our big obsession. And then the Imagine video happened and you see kind of, you know, people are, they're singing Imagine, but I can see you're in the backyard of your big, beautiful estate. And so it just exemplified kind of the vibe where it's like, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see your big, beautiful mansion when I'm stuck in my tiny apartment. And that kind of like, on that level, it just became one of those things where it really showed the difference between them and us. Not we're all in this together. Like you guys are on a fully different level than we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> and it's like they, the tone deafness of thinking that celebrities I don't really know singing John Lennon's Imagine would be helpful to me in yes. the heat of the start of the pandemic. This is like mid to late March when they released this thing. Yes. Who thought that me watching Gal Gadot and friends singing Imagine would be helpful? That was what was so strange. Like, they could just give money. They could be given Gal Gadot. The answer is Gal Gadot. We just want your money. I know. Bobby, what did you make of the ratio of, like, who's to them's in the video? I was surprised by the range of notoriety of the folks in this thing. Mm -hmm. I uh, Well, that's the first sort of thing you were going through. It was sort of how are all these people connected? And a lot of it ended up being, just for the very nature of it being Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman being a thing, it was a lot of superhero people, but I'm trying to think of the person whose appearance sort of shook me most, and I think maybe it was Natalie Portman. Oh, she um, was in it. Is, <laughs> yeah, she she is this. in the Marvel Universe, but she's a pretty small character in the Marvel Universe, and she doesn't participate in these sorts of things typically. And so looking <laughs> back, like I think when I think of the Natalie Portman of it all, it's like it's a document of how uncertain we were at that point we were like what is this exactly like should we be worried about this should i participate in this is this going to look bad if i don't is it going to look bad if i do like it really just seems like early flailing yeah. we didn't know what early to do. flailing we called yeah. natalie portman <laughs> exactly it also just exactly. shows like 
we really look and I, I think we say this all the time and celebrities say this all the time. It's like you're an example, but it's like they really do. Like we had no one to look towards for any information. Meanwhile, your Instagram is like filled to the brim with like celebrities and stuff like those are the people you see and you kind of pattern your behavior after them. So it's just it's one of those things where I think we always say, oh, you have such a big audience. You have such a big platform. It kind of meant a lot this year to have that platform because you could do a lot of damage on that platform, you know? more damage than normal and a lot of celebrities did do a lot of damage yes i'm also realizing now i think i mispronounced her last name it's godot because bobby you said it gal gadot oh is it gadot yeah i know the t is the t is strong so you know bobby you said that this was the the first real instance of celebrities flailing in the midst of coronavirus uh it was just to start there was so much more flailing throughout (laughs) this year i mean i'm gonna I, i won't go through all the moments but you've got the Madonna video of her in a milk bath saying COVID was a great equalizer. (laughs) Oh, no. It's the great equalizer. And what's terrible about it is what's great about it. You've got David Geffen isolated in the Grenadines on a yacht to avoid the virus, sharing that on Instagram. (laughs) And then you've got Vanessa Hudgens in her Insta video saying that the old folks just have to die. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, yeah, people are going to die. Just terrible, but like inevitable. Just a few weeks ago, the Kim Kardashian private island birthday party where they were flown by a helicopter after allegedly quarantining. Like, mm. Lindsay and Bobby, were y'all surprised by how tone deaf the celebrities no. remained throughout the year? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> not okay, why not? I just think that they practice what you preach is really not like a thing in celebrity culture you know like (laughs) uh, for me I'm like put your money where your mouth is if you're gonna like do all this crazy crap first of all don't post it that to me that's the number one thing and two, make sure your charity is flowing you know like you know I hate uh, it's just such a disappointment for this stuff to happen like no one knows anything but so many celebrities kind of like they have posting disease. They have to put stuff out there they, and they weren't working. You know, they didn't have their platforms and we give them these unfettered access to millions of people watching them, you know, and they're saying things like what Vanessa Hudgens says on Instagram, which to this day is like probably the worst thing I yeah. see. I mean, oh my God, like totally it such a crazy. flop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and but yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. And another thing about it is that these celebrities are seeing that every time a celebrity messes up, they get away with it. So yeah. there was no reason for Kim Kardashian to not go to her private island with her friends for her birthday yeah. because she knew nothing would happen. And guess what? There were no consequences. Right. And it's, you know, the perfect storm of all of those things. It's it's the 24-hour yeah. news cycle. It's that there's your feed is just constantly updating. You forget about all these things. I completely forgot right. about the Vanessa Hudgens thing until you said it. And then it all came rushing <laughs> back to me. Yeah, (laughs) terrible. Well, and what I found really interesting is the ways in which people who weren't, you know, quote unquote celebrities were doing the same kind of celebrities, um, like behaving badly stuff. Like Mm. we've been hearing stories about how Gavin Newsom, governor of California, was having like secret birthday parties at this elite restaurant, French Laundry Mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. Like... This celebrity disease, it's affected all kinds of powerful people. Like, everyone's doing this stuff. I mean, I think 
not working gets to all of us, including celebrities, it gets to them too. You know, like yeah. we're all, if anything, stars are just like us in that way yeah. where they're not working, they're not shooting movies, they're not shooting TV, whatever. They're restless and that this is what ends up happening. Exactly. You know? I also exactly. think that outrage when it comes to celebrities, like we, <laughs> there's, there's something similar to our desire for, I guess, just gossip. Like we miss gossip. Mm. We miss being able mm-hmm. to gossip mm-hmm. about something frivolous and mm-hmm. outrage seems to have taken the place of that at least partly during the uh-huh. pandemic like it's like oh we get yeah. to have something to be outraged about because there's plenty of things to be outraged about that mean something and it's at least a little more fun to be publicly angry about that than it is about stuff that really affects you personally so like like we're so mad at these celebrities when they behave in tone deaf ways but there's something i don't know is it like a serotonin rush whenever you get mad at celebrities like i think so i think it's also entertaining Coming up, the three of us dive into the intersection of celebrity culture and the summer of protests. This message is brought to you by Apple Pay. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the wallet app and you're good to go. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Debit card users, Discover has something especially for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can start earning cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cash back on debit purchases because cash back isn't just for credit cards. Plus, there are no fees, period. Finally, the game-changing checking account you deserve. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana, who wants you to know that you can shop for your next car the convenient way, 100% online with Carvana. Carvana has thousands of vehicles that'll fit all sorts of budgets. Visit Carvana.com to shop for vehicles the convenient way. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed internet. But the barriers to getting connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Ecologist Daniel Stryker studies how bats spread disease. The way that people get bitten is literally as horrifying as it sounds. The scientific side stories that helped us make sense of 2020. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. You know, so we start to see celebrities just behaving badly in March after COVID hits. But then... In May, we see George Floyd, a black man, die at the hands of police, and that leads to months of protest against racial injustice across the world. And it's another big instance where celebrities prove themselves to be a bit tone deaf. I think for me, the biggest example is that I take responsibility, PSA, all of the white allies recorded. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I'm trying to think of how to describe that video to our listeners. Well, it it, it was just, what, it was like imagine, but they were saying I take responsibility and didn't. It was serious because it was black and white, Lindsay. 
Right. But didn't it go back to like, wasn't it a production company that like made it? Uh, and it kind of just, it wasn't even like this weird, it reminded me of like, oh, are we doing like a Me Too thing? Like, are we starting a new nonprofit to da 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 do this? And it's like, no, it was literally just like kind of for show in a way, yeah. you know? I mean, hearing Sarah Paulson say, I take responsibility for systemic racism in black and white was like, uh, okay, thanks, but... <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, it really was just like an elevated, it was like one step removed from the black square, I think, because oh, yeah. ultimately, like, it felt like typical celebrity stuff because it was like, oh, this is a serious problem that people are finally starting to take seriously en masse in this country. Like systemic racism, this is happening, these protests are happening, people are risking their lives to go <laughs> yeah. out on the streets and protest this. And all you did was make a video. And yeah, even if they did do more, that's, this is the most, you know, publicly facing thing. So this is all people are going to see. Like, you've aligned yourself with saying one right. sentence. And it's not even a unique yeah. sentence. Like, you're not even adding commentary. You're just repeating each other. Like, the details of this are, are so frustrating. Like, it's you, you look at these people and you're like, these are the people I care about. And this is all they do. I do think a lot of celebrities did do stuff they put their money where mm -hmm. their mouth is and and a lot of it they kind of did a little bit under the radar which is great which is the that's best the way best to do, way it. To do mm -hmm. it exactly but it is the thing where it ends up being which is like kind of the cycle you know we don't talk about it because it wasn't a huge deal they did it in a way that was more private or whatever and the true fans of those people know but so i think like kind of the least you can do thing is more like if you have a fave and they say nothing that's kind of where they let their fans down right like i want to know that this person who i'm a fan of cares about the important things that i care about too and not like they don't have to like like chess because i like chess it's like about human decency kind mm -hmm. of you know and i think that's where a lot of the kind of disconnect happened mm, yeah it became i kept seeing a, a very frequent like refrain i'd see on twitter i'm just like i like a person i always think of who says this on twitter a lot is kara brown but it's always like write a check just write a check like just write a whenever check. you are a celebrity write a yeah. check you don't even have to tell anyone you yeah. wrote the check. Just yeah. write the check. You know who writes a check all the time? Beyonce. Beyonce writes it. a check all <laughs> oh the God. time. She loves to write a big check. She sends one of those big prices right checks. That's yes. Beyonce. Every yes. check she sends. Yes, yes. <laughs> even to Con Edison, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> here's a huge big check. check. It's a huge check. <laughs> so, in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd and the protest against racial injustice that came out of that, I gotta say, the tone-deaf celebrity shout-out against racism that I loved the most was David Guetta, the famous EDM DJ, doing oh, an sorry. EDM oh, no, DJ no, no. set in tribute to George Floyd. That was Y'all remember that? Insane? Wasn't With it on, like, in a, wasn't it literally drop? in Ibiza? Like, it was in some tropical no, paradise was, or beach paradise? No, he was on he? the top of some skyscraper. <laughs> and so, like, he starts doing this, like, boom, boom, EDM. And then he mentions George Floyd. And then he starts playing some audio of Martin Luther King on top of yes! the EDM music. And then, to George Floyd's family, David Guetta says, as the EDM hits. So, shout out to his family. Shout out to his family. Oh, shout out to his family. I just yeah, that was that was incredible. I keep seeing and his that video said who? resurfaced <laughs> as it should. Like what? <laughs> In y'all's opinion, it is. In y'all's oh. opinion, did celebrities respond worse to COVID or this year's protest? 
Oh man, that's rough. Um, I think they responded worse. I think they could worse? respond. I think it was easier for celebrities to talk about COVID, even if they yes. were talking about it in a tone deaf way. Like it was easy for Hillary Duff to say, like, it's been tough being holed up with my kids in my big house. <laughs> and when a celebrity speaks to racism, they have to speak from their whole career. Like, what have you been doing? You know, like, what does your career look like? And what do you want it to look like? And I think that's a huge challenge. And it's something that like, I'm sure a lot of publicists were reaching out to their clients being like, uh, 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 you know, because it really is one of those things where I'm sure people want to do the right thing, but sometimes do not have the ability to do so or say the right thing. And you really do not want to say the wrong thing. Um, what is the big takeaway in watching how celebrity culture has changed in 2020? What's the big takeaway about like American culture? Oof. Wow. I mean, I guess people kind of thought celebrity culture was quote unquote over, but you know what? Sorry, mm. we'll always have these people. Maybe yeah. they're changing. Maybe they make you feel old. Maybe they make you feel young. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, the kind of fracturing of celebrity culture will continue on. And the kind of age of the influencer still is very potent. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw, I remember it was early on in the pandemic. It may have been March or April, but there was this sort of widely shared piece about you know is this the end of celebrity this is the end of celebrity and i guess it made sense to think that at the time but what the other thing i'll say about like what 2020 has taught me about celebrity it's that like when we were home during the pandemic it felt like at least i was watching more tv than i've ever watched listening to more music than i've ever listened to Mm -hmm. watching more movies than i've ever watched so it's like when i'm bored when i have time i'm gonna keep consuming content that celebrities helped create Mm -hmm. and so for as long as i'm spending this like quality time with these famous people i'm gonna want to know more about these famous people if you're gonna binge the the sexy chess show what's queen's gambit like who's that person (laughs) who played the sexy chess (laughs) and to me even though i'm like who's the sexy chess player uh you're like oh obviously that's so and what's her name again anya taylor joy (laughs) anya taylor joy you're like no this is my closest friend she's an icon a legend and she's gonna be a star and i think that's like that's kind of where we're at now is like because we're consuming so fast and so much these people they get elevated so quickly and we love them and we root for them you know especially when they make something that we enjoy and right now the barrier to joy is so low you know (laughs) it's very low yes yes Coming up, Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger play Who Said That? A special year-end pop culture wrap-up edition. This message comes from Jackson. Let's face it, retirement planning can be confusing. At Jackson, we're working to make retirement clear for everyone, starting with you. Our easy-to-understand resources and user-friendly digital tools help simplify your entire experience. You can have confidence in your retirement with Clarity from Jackson. Seek the clarity you deserve at Jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial Incorporated, Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York, Purchase, New York. This message comes from NPR sponsor ServiceNow. Everyone's talking about AI, but where do you start? How can it actually help your business? The ServiceNow platform brings intelligence into every corner of your company. So every person, every system, every process, everything works better. Put AI to work. Go to servicenow.com slash genai to see how. 
Hi, this is Jordana. I'm the editor of It's Been a Minute. If you like what you're listening to, you can support the show and NPR by giving to your local station. And here's Ian. Give at donate.npr.org slash Sam. That's donate.npr.org slash Sam. Okay, back to the show. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm your host, Sam Sanders, joined by Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber. They host Who Weekly, a bi-weekly celebrity gossip podcast that has truly gotten me through 2020. Uh, and in the spirit of celebrity gossip, we're about to play my favorite game right now. It is called Who Said That? Ooh, Who said that? Who said that? Lindsay, said Bobby, that? y'all have never played this before. You scared? Yes. I'm a little scared. Yes. I'm a little scared. Totally. 100%. <laughs> well, the great thing about this game is that it's very low stakes. Okay. Uh, and the winner gets nothing. And I'll probably just say that you both won at the end <laughs> oh, of it. Okay, thank you. Great. So, usually with Who Said That, I share a quote from the week of news. Three of them. And you have to guess who said it. But because this is our year-ender episode, I'm going to share three of my favorite quotes from the entire year. Uh-oh. All of 2020. And y'all will tell me who said it or what we're talking about. There are no buzzers. Just yell out the answer. Okay. Okay. We're on the same Got team, it. right? Ah, y'all are competing against oh, each other. What? Oh, it's getting no. spicy. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to lose. Okay. It's all good. It's oh, all okay. good. <laughs> so this quote is about a truly iconic performance from this year. The quote is, I do not subscribe to the Playboy channel. We do not buy porn for $20 a flick. We simply wanted to sit down as a family and watch the Super Bowl. What performance is that that they're talking about? Oh, Shakira J-Lo? Oh, yeah. Shakira yes. J-Lo. Yeah. Oh, you were right. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. Got it. Oh, can you believe did they that call Shakira it porn? and J-Lo? They called it <laughs> was, porn. Yeah, can got you believe it. that okay. was this year? Yeah. Oh, my God. How was, was that this year? This year? That was this year. That was oh. actually probably the last great culture moment before everything went to yeah. And so this performance was a really big deal. It was the first time that two women solo performers headlined the halftime show. J-Lo was super sultry and J-Lo-esque at the age of 50. At one point, on a stripper pole mm-hmm. on the football field. And people pretty much love this performance, but it turns out... The uh, sexual nature of that halftime show led to 1,300 FCC complaints filed. (laughs) Yeah. And so that quote actually was one of the FCC complaints. Uh, People were saying it was too racy. I don't think it was. I liked it. It wasn't at all. I loved it so much. It was was fantastic. It was great. And I remember the lead up being like, why does J-Lo need somebody with her? What's the deal with this? It was fantastic. They knew exactly what they were doing. It was an amazing, it was the epitome of Super Bowl halftime show. Perfect. Why would we complain about having more, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Little did we know. I also love that like... J-Lo had this, like, renaissance just as the pandemic hit. Oh, you know, man. she was in Hustlers. She had the halftime show. She was, like, back. Yeah. And then pandemic. I know. I mean, she's still doing just fine, but weird timing for J-Lo. <laughs> weird timing for J-Lo. If anyone's but doing fine, it's J-Lo. I think she's got, like, yeah. four rom-coms in the cooker, though. I think she's ready to continue this as, as, soon, as, she, as soon as we're letting her. You know what I mean? She's still very busy. She still stays busy. All right, next quote. This was one of the more outlandish COVID self-treatments of 2020. Quote, Among the many things she prescribed was a type of homeopathic bath, a water and dilute sodium hypochlorite bath. 
commonly referred to as a water and bleach bath, to combat the radiation and pollutants in my system and oxygenate it. Who took a water and bleach bath this year? A bleach <laughs> bath after they got COVID. What? After they got COVID. Oh what? Oh, gosh. <laughs> who took a bleach bath? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, it was... Um, okay. It was... Uh, is it Rita Wilson? It was no. Cuomo's daughter. Oh. Cuomo's close, close, close. Cuomo's wife. Uh, wife? Oh, Cuomo's yes. wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like there was a Cuomo involved. Yes. Yes. What's her name? Uh, Christina Cuomo. Sure, sure. So she is the wife of CNN's Chris Cuomo, and she's also kind of on the influencer track. She has a blog about how she eats, how she lives, and after that whole family, the whole Cuomo family, got coronavirus, she wrote a blog post about how they treated themselves. They had someone come to the house for special COVID tests. She was on a vitamin C IV drip. And the most outlandish treatment that she tried for coronavirus was a bleach bath. Wow, best of luck she, to you. Great. What even? Best of luck to you. Great, great. a great I mean, example. Great. Setting a great example. <laughs> Incredible. Another, the way, the way that Goop has sort of altered the minds of rich people, you know? <laughs> I would yes. like to say, still to this date, the celebrity who got COVID and handled it the best was Tom Hanks. He... Literally, oh, listen. he literally set the tone. He was first, but he maintained calm and encouraged everyone and said, it's serious, but it's going to be okay. I just, I'm still amazed with the, with that entire thing. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last quote from the, gosh, most infamous TV shows of the year. The quote is, oh, my doorbell's ringing. My <laughs> mailman's here and my dog barks like crazy. <laughs> my dog is not a... Wait, I love it. It's too real. It's okay. Just like us. That's literally like too us. real. I'm like, leaf blower, leaf blower, leaf blower. <laughs> every day this post office guy comes by and every day my dog is like, I will kill you. <laughs> and it's like, girl, stop. Stop. Oh, All right. Cutie. Last quote from a TV show from this year. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tiger King. Yes, but what character? Oh, um, that was what's her face? Carol Baskin. Bobby didn't watch this. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh I my didn't god, watch they're ringing Tiger the doorbell again. Hold on a second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Whoever's here won't go away. That's Hold okay. On. That's okay. It's okay. I was like, Bobby, you're not gonna get that, really? <laughs> Carol Baskin. Oh, that happened this year. F that. Ugh. Language, Lindsay. It's NPR. Sorry. Don't you want to talk about home efficiency? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, girl, no, I'm going to work. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. So Carol Baskin, one of the stars oh. of the Netflix hit documentary, Tiger King. So, Lindsay, you watched it. Bobby, you didn't. Yeah. I mean, this no. thing was a hit. It was everything. I mean, I'm s I am cannot believe how quickly it came and went. It had a full cycle in a matter of a month. It was like, we love it. We're obsessed. It's problematic. Why are these people still around? Get her on Dancing with the Stars. And oops, what was that again? You know what I mean? Halloween costumes. It was the first pandemic. Yeah. What was that? You know? It was the first pandemic binge, wasn't it? Like the first. I think it was because there was like Love is Blind. There was Tiger King. Yeah. But like the fact that a show like Tiger King went so gangbusters and the fact that like <laughs> some of the stars of Netflix movies and TV shows have become actual real celebrities just proves how Netflix and streaming won 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, we've uh, we finished the game and I gotta say there was a clear winner. Me! Lindsay, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. 
We all knew Lindsay would win. Honestly, it was worth watching Tiger King to win the game. <laughs> yes. Well, it was such a joy having y'all on here on the show this episode. I wouldn't have rather recapped the year with anyone else. Uh, thank you, Lindsay Weber, Bobby Finger, <laughs> thank the you. host of the Celebrity Podcast, Who Weekly. Come back again anytime. Oh, please. Gladly. This was so fun. Gladly. Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger co-host one of my favorite podcasts, Who Weekly. And listeners, this week we're skipping our usual Best Things segment that closes out the show because on Tuesday, our entire podcast episode will be just listeners' best things. So check that out next week in the podcast feed. All right, this week, It's Been a Minute was produced by Danae West, Anjali Sastry, and Andrea Gutierrez. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our director of programming is Steve Nelson. Our big boss is NPR senior VP of programming, Anya Grundman. Listeners, till next time, be good to yourselves. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.